Yo, 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 what is up? Thank you for clicking play. Thank you for downloading this podcast. I'm glad to be here with you. If you don't know, this is for the vibes. All right, we are a reggae, reggae rock focused podcast presented by Reggae 360. And basically what we do here is we talk about all of the songs that came out last Friday. Okay, and we give you a little take. We tell you what we think. We play a little clip and, you know, let you know our analysis, all right, uh, of what we think. We give you a little review, and then we give you a nice little interview right in the middle, just smack dab in the middle. Usually an incredible interview with somebody relevant on the scene, an up-and-coming artist, an established artist, a tastemaker, somebody behind the scenes making things work, whatever it is. Uh, you know what we got, and you love it, and we're here, okay? So kick back. Let's get this thing moving. And I don't do it alone, people, all right? Got a couple uh, of the homeboys with me, okay? Evan Yarmo, what is up, my man? How you doing, dude? Oh, man, I'm so good right now, JB. What's up with you? So good. Yeah. Dude. Have I been saying that too often? I feel like every episode I say so good. So good. So good. So, so good. good. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> James Brown over here, dude. I like it. No, Evan, you know, man, I, I'm doing so good as well, man. So good is a good way to uh, put it, man. And I think uh, Brett from Arizona is bringing those James Brown vibes as well, man. How you doing, Brett? <laughs> man, I am doing so good. Hey, how you doing? That was terrible. I was smiling too much. I couldn't even do it. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. No, I like it, it man. Bringing that. It was terrible. I am so sorry. Well, you know what, dude? You're going to have plenty of time to make up for it, man, because we got a we got a freaking packed episode. This episode is like, I don't know if you've ever seen a, a, a Dutch master blunt just packed to the brim, just overflowing, just piling out. I mean, that's what this episode is going to be because we, listen, all right, we're a week behind. I I, I called it out last episode. We I put my hand up. I said, that's on we're, me. We're catching up now. So Exactly. Exactly. We're going to put two weeks Oh, put them together into one. Okay. And uh, you know what? That's not the tightest thing in the world for some of these bands that, that maybe were on the fringe of making the top 10 songs of the week. But we got to do what we got to do. And we do it for the people. And we do it for the listener. We do it for you. Okay. So I apologize to anybody that we offend. But you know what? We done did it. We got a list of the 10 best songs from the last two weeks. Let's go. Boys, what do you think? Let's do it. Okay, sounds like a, Evan, sounds like a plan. The man of a few words, yeah, yeah. Okay, listen, man, you don't want to start a street fight with me, okay? Bring it on, but you're gonna be surprised at how ugly it gets. You don't even know my real name. I'm the fucking Lizard King, Evan. I proceed. Up first, we've got the song <laughs> "Paper Planes." Off the new Through the Roots album featuring Lickle Jordy. Like when a punk went up again. If you're coming with, you should bring a friend. No exclusions, we got up to Spain In the sky we're flying high on paper planes again Like when a punk went up again If 
if you're coming with you should bring a friend no exclusions we got up to spain in the sky we're flying high on paper planes again Ronin cali way up in the valley got a shipment of the highest of grades so gather on me roll your spiffer like a chalice just light up and send it up to your brains we're smoking every day way above the clouds is where we stay Listen to what me say Like one up one going up again How about Through the Roots Featuring Lickle Jordy Wow Alright First of all this album was incredible This track Paper Planes was a complete vibe I thought you know when we talked to uh, You know Evan He teased some of the features that were going to be on this track Never did I think that Lickle Jordy be one of them, but now that I think about it, it makes too much sense. And this song is exactly why. Top-notch production. I, you know, this is an ultimate weed-smoking song. Growing Cali, way up in the valley, got a shipment of the highest grade, smoking every day. You know who needs to be on the remix is Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa needs to hop on this song. I'm putting that out into existence right now. That's got to happen. Um, this is a great song to smoke to. And you can really hear the Roots vibe in this track, you know. Um, and I love some of the lyrics, too. So high, befriending my enemies. I mean, you know how high you have to be to literally just be like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm going to befriend you. You're my enemy, but now you're my boy. You're my, That's pretty high. You're my frenemy, bro. <laughs> That's what I strive for. And I thought that Little Jordy just came in and added that island flow. Strictly high grade smoking sense of media. Okay, me no feel the need to post it on social media. I like that. Look at Jordy, does not post that kind of shit on social media, man. He keeps it on the DL. Real G's moving silence, spoof away, keeps the evil away, according to Lickle Jordy. What you guys think? I mean. What is there to not like about a song like that? You know, like Through the Roots, he's got like, <laughs> I was kind of thinking about the conversation we had with Evan, which was great. And I, I enjoyed having that that perspective on all the music and, and all the collaborations coming up. But then I started thinking about, you know, there's some artists, um, you know, we, we all like our hip hop influences. We've talked about that, like Evidence has a thing with weather. Like he's got a lot of weather themed albums and everything's kind of talking about this, that, or the other about weather <coughs> through the roots always seems to have planes and like getting up in the planes and getting high. And like this, it, it, it gives me a whole new perspective about flying. <laughs> like, like it, yeah. it kind of just makes like, I know when I was working, you know, or well, still working, but traveling a lot, um, I would listen to the arrival and it was like my song to set off and like go home. And it was just like perfectly complimented by a flight. So I know he's talking about getting lifted in, in many other ways and not directly just flying, but I just love this, uh, this sense that flying and through the roots and their tracks. And of course, good Mary Jane is just a wonderful combination. And I always love what they bring to the table. Add some legal Jordy to it. And you've already got some amazing, Awesomeness. Yeah. Mahalo. Yeah, no, and check out this whole project. 
sneaky uh, album of the year contender, which Reggae 360 should be doing the album of the year contest pretty damn soon. It's in the works right now, so keep an eye out for Through the Roots because uh, that's one of my personal favorite albums of the year. I'll tell you that goddamn right now. Evan, is that a is that a fucking jewel, dude? Are you hitting a jewel right now in the middle of this podcast, dude? It's so cloudy in here right now, bro. You don't even know. <laughs> it's blowing fat fat clouds, dude. I like it. Big smoke, big Watch smoke. Out. There's gonna be a tropical storm coming near you. Uh. Anyways, well, listen. So, sometimes I forget that you're a Gen Xer. Okay. I um, I am. Very far from a Gen Xer. Really, dude? Oh. Well. You, you have big Gen X vibes. Oh, thanks. You have big Gen X energy. Man. Uh, Hitting your goddamn vape in the middle of a podcast. How dare you? Listen, I'm just trying to make it through the day, Evan. Up next, we've got the song through. Make It Through from Kyle Smith. Oh yeah, that right there. Make it through Kyle Smith, man. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Love the energy that he brings to the table. We talk about some of the most genuine people on this podcast that bring the good vibes, that bring good things to their community. Kyle Smith is a poster child for that. He is very much a part of this community as much as he is an artist that contributes to this community. And, you know, he's really gained momentum over the last couple of years, and it's been amazing to see. He's been cool to stop and talk to, and, and just seeing the growth and the trajectories is always good. But what I really just, like, makes me smile right now, like, I'm, I'm cheesing. You guys see it, because I love the fact that there's a 2-minute and 16-second song that just came out, punk rock. It, it's like throwback. It feels like... The 90s just came back and kicked me in the ass. Like, that's when, you know, I was listening to more of, of that style of music, the no effects, the offsprings of the world, like Sublime. I mean, they, they find a way to capture that sound and bring it to something new. And the only other song coming up on this countdown that's anywhere close to the same time frame is by, you know, my other favorite, Lesson Jake, at two minutes and 31 seconds. So, punk rock it tells you what it needs to tell you within just a couple minutes you feel that vibe it brings you up i'm feeling good i feel like i don't give a damn if it's 10 o'clock at night i'm ready to go out let's go this is what we need right now we need music that makes you feel something good and damn it this song makes me feel something good fuck yeah yeah man yeah you know i i appreciate promptness you know i appreciate uh you know getting the job done quickly. I appreciate urgency. You know, two minutes and 16 seconds is a, it's about enough time to 
let me know exactly what you need to tell me. So <laughs> Kyle Smith did the damn thing here. Uh, you're right, man. And and I can't confirm, Brett, you were cheesing for the people that are listening and can't see the the Zoom. Uh, you know, and, and I think that's a good thing, man, because it's genuine, just like Kyle Smith and his music. And I thought that this was a punk rock roller coaster. And I love the if you really listen to the lyrics, like you got to put your headphones on and listen to this one um, because it's just it, it's Kyle Smith, man. You know, some days are hectic as fuck for me personally. And this track fits well, you know, because I'm just trying to get through the day, man. Keep banging those doors. Then we'll let you in. Today's your only shot. This is what Kyle Smith represents. man. he lives his life with intention. All right, and it's just like it's a punk rock anthem that just encapsulates that vibe and what Kyle Smith puts out there. Um, you know, work hard, grind, don't waste time. Every minute counts. Living with a dollar and a dream and a prayer, and goddamn, you'll get there. So, I love it, man. Great track. Love the punk rock energy. The pre, as they say. Um, yeah, man. Setting the tone early. Like it. Looking forward to more Kyle Smith. Mm-hmm. Evan, what do you think, man? You like that? You like punk rock, dude? Oh yeah, I'm into punk rock. I like I like <laughs> punk rock. I like short and sweet songs. I mean, you'll find a lot of punk rock songs that are even under two minutes for classic punk, you know. Um, but I don't want to delve too far down there. Kyle Smith is on this podcast. But he's a positive individual who is reggae influenced, and that's what's great about punk rock music. is similar to reggae in that it can be. Uh, really fluid and kind of mess around with a lot of different influences and, and have a lot of different types of sounds. But good song. I like what do you it. think of podcasts that are under two hours? Too Probably short. not all they're cracked up to be. Pick <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it up, pick it up. I mean, here's what's, uh, here's, here's a kind of loaded question for you guys. <laughs> but boom, cheek. Like, yeah, it's a two minute and 16 second song, but it kind of feels a little bit longer than that. Like it doesn't yeah. seem like it's a two minute song, um, you know. I don't know. It's it's always made me wonder. Like these these songs that are so quick in reality just don't seem to be, you know. Just- Dude, honestly, I felt like I lived an entire lifetime inside of that song. The start of it, I thought I was born, and at the end, I died, and I just raised hell in between. You know, but you made it through. Yeah, and if you put it on repeat, it's just constantly reincarnating back into the song that's that energy yeah that pre you always be there jb <sighs> appreciate that appreciate that um up next Ev, help us get back on track nonsense We've got the song going be there <laughs> from little jordy <laughs> and mr 83 Ooh. yes <laughs>
Michael Jordy, Mr. 83, be there. Through the good and the bad, baby. Because that's life, man. You got to be there. Through the ups, through the downs. Till death do us part. In sickness and in health. Okay. That's how I feel about this podcast. And Michael Jordy, man. What a dope voice. He never misses. He's always fire. The vibes are always on point. I discovered Lickle Jordy by listening to some Hawaiian reggae love songs. I think it was by Pana. Yeah, that's right. Your loving is enough. That was a banger. And uh, I just, I dug into that catalog more and more and more. And I came across Lickle Jordy. I started listening to his music. And the man is so talented. He puts out amazing, amazing music. Um, It's the kind of music you would just put on in the car with your with your lady and cruise, man, whatever you're going to do. You might be going to a brewery in Vermont. Okay, it's about time to put on some Little Jordan and some Pana and let that just, uh, you know, ease the whole situation. But, yeah, man, I love this track, man. And Mr. 83, this is my first time hearing of Mr. 83. And now I have something new to check out. All right, I looked up and he's got an album called Harticle that I'm about to dig into. And actually, I found this on Facebook. This is Mr. 83 talking about this track. Specifically, Ooh. aloha, everyone. I am so <laughs> very thankful for the overwhelming support of our recent collaboration. I would like to mahalo Lickle Jordy and Produced by Pana for reaching out. So obviously this track was produced by Pana. Um, the fact that they wanted to include me in their creation is very humbling, and I'm extremely grateful. These two, as we know, are at the top of what they do, and I've, and I've been a supporter from day one. With that said... We're living in a very strange and unstable time. So my wish is that through music, we can help to brighten one's life, even if just a little. Let's continue to be thankful for what we have. If we can, let's, quote unquote, be there for one another. With that said, be there is out. Hope you all enjoy Aloha. So there you have it, man. It's brightened my day, I'll tell you that. So it definitely brightened one person's day. What about you guys? Did it brighten your day, this track? The yes. mystery of Mr. 83. Oh. Hey, yo. They were going to keep freestyling there. Oh, I didn't want to take Evan's spotlight. He was going to talk. Evan, come on, freestyle. The mystery of Mr. 83. <laughs> come on, dude. We can't let uh, it be such a fallacy. Oh. Uh, Evan, you got it, Evan. Come on, Evan. Bars. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> What's next, dude? <laughs> Up next, we've got the song Castle in the Sky from Gentleman's Dub Club. Gentleman's Dub Club. Yeah. Bow ties only.
Castle in the Sky, Gentlemen's Dub Club. Let's go. Epic, epic tune here, boys. All right. To me, this is an instant classic. Okay. This sound is prominent. It's esteemed. It's refined. It's been selectively finished in cognac cast to give it a rich and intense flavor. Okay. Tell me what you see when you close your eyes and I'll help you set it free. Okay. I, I, I just, I love the imagery. I love the message, the vibe. This song is about just reaching out to your partner and saying, let's build a castle in the sky. Like let's, have this dream and, and let's unlock this dream together. Take my hand. Let's go. Let's build this beautiful thing called life together. Um, so this is a love song. And, and you know, we, we play a lot of different bands on this podcast. And when you hear Gentleman, Gentleman's Dub Club and their sound, like they're in the upper echelon. They're so good. Their music is so well put together. Um, it's crazy. They're like, they're like on another level. It's like when you watch, um, you know, when you watch like LeBron in his prime playing, you know, the B team, he's, he's out there. He just looks like he's a cut above. dude. That's what, that's how I feel about this track. It's like so fucking good, man. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you guys think? I agree with you in the upper echelon part. I mean, they are uh, Gentlemen's Dub Club is a band that I'm just now getting a little bit more familiar with, and um, listen to like I saw they had a bunch of vinyl on Easy Star, so I started digging in, and I just love it. Like love the sound. <coughs> Didn't really know much about them, but it looks like they're a collective from uh, England or London, uh, and so yeah, man, like some international love here on the podcast today. And some good jams, like you said, it's just a, it's an elite force of reggae fusion in that group right there. Yeah. We're getting Evan, a lot of when great. When you close your eyes, what do you see? When I close my eyes, what do I see? Yeah, I'm going to help you unlock it. What do you see when you close your eyes? Uh, uh, I guess some like, uh, like kind of cu- colorful lights or something. Mostly nothing. Sounds beautiful, dude. Let's build it together. Okay. Sounds like you were gonna say something like actually like real. I was. Um, which was just that on this podcast so far, we've gotten a lot of really great production value out of these songs. I mean, we these aren't these aren't DIY songs coming out. These are all really, really well put together songs. I mean, this one in particular, you've got just such a powerful feeling behind it while you listen to it. Um, really deserves the moniker castle in the sky. Um, really makes you feel something while you're listening to it, which I guess is the goal of most music. But, you know, with that, even, you know, Little Jordy, Kyle Smith, Through the Roots, all these songs have great production value behind it. Um, you really hear it. We're getting a really strong episode of music so far. I agree, man. Definitely. And I don't think it's going to slow down either, dude. I think it's going to keep uh, that same tempo, man. We got a lot of good music in these past two weeks. Let's put our money where our mouth is. What's next? Up next, we've got the song. <laughs> Did you not like that we shared a mouth in my, in my statement? No, I'm just, no, money just, I'm just thinking of all the germs on it. And you're putting it where your mouth is. It just doesn't seem well, right. Well, we'd, we'd sanitize it first, obviously. Oh, yeah, obviously. Okay. Well, I guess that makes more sense then. Yeah, dude, yeah. let's put our mouths on our money or whatever you said. Let's go. Up next, we've got the song. 
More Than Love, a Sophie Tucker remix of a song from Trevor Hall. into a song because you never know what we could be laughing about we're just having i was having a good time dancing in the break listening to this song we were talking about this before we started the podcast today and this song is more than love it is more than this genre okay i i think that is fair to say and i mean no disrespect to this genre i just think that this is a song that you know i heard the original version and then here in this remix, it's like, it could be the next Avicii. It could be the next crossover mainstream song that is a soundtrack to so many things because it's just got a hook. I mean, like, I just, I don't know. I think what Sophie Tucker did with this remix and hitting a lot of the keys where the vocals were and just it, something about this track just works really, really well. And I could picture it, you know, driving in the car, hearing it on a top 40 station, um, or we'll hear it here amongst this community, but um, definitely digging it. I actually heard it. We're going to be talking about Dan Sheehan soon. I heard it on the Cali Roots radio for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And it was on, well, it was it, driving it, on the radio and I was like, damn. <laughs> it's interesting that you said that too, because, um, so I so I didn't know so I'm not big into the electronic music scene I didn't know Sophie Tucker me neither um, learned a little bit of lesson uh, gracias de Wikipedia so Sophie Tucker is an American musical duo based in Florida consisting of Sophie Holly Weld and Tucker Halpern um, they're best known for their songs Drinky Best Friend and Purple Hat three solid names for songs. And here's this, boys. Uh, Best Friend was featured in a commercial during Apple's unveiling of iPhone X. And Drinky was nominated for a Grammy. Now, Trevor Hall works with Ineffable Music. And we had Adam Gross from Ineffable on this podcast. So, therefore, this podcast is a couple steps removed from a Grammy. Okay? So, (laughs) I don't know. We probably won't get a shout-out in, like, an acceptance speech, but... I mean, we're not that far, dude. We, you know, is we that know is that the highest goal of this podcast is to get a Grammy shout out? Is that our goal? Do we set that as our goal? No, no, no. 
What's what, our only what goal is, our is goal? to make is to make you know the this fucking listening right now feel good, dude. Yeah, you know the fucking vibes. Oh, we want to make the we want to make this person listening to us right now, Evan. First of all, Evan, say hi. Because they're listening to you. Hello. We want to make them feel good. That's all we want to do. We give a fuck about a Grammy. No. God damn. But, I mean, do you guys agree, though? Like, is that that too big of a statement? I don't think I've ever made a statement like that. Bigger than our genre. Like, this is a crossover type of track. Like, I I think this can be in a lot of places. I think there's a little validation in what you were just saying about the Apple commercial. Because it does feel a little bit of, like, corporate... You know, put some beautiful footage next to this song and you've got yourself a masterpiece. Well, I, dude, I love it because I love what Chirper Hall represents. His lyrics, his album was incredible. That's another, you know, contender for album of the year. And this remix, to see that connection between a, a, a duo that's so big. They, Sophie Tucker has a huge following on social media. Man, they're big. They're worldwide. So to see somebody who's already on that level like Trevor Hall, but maybe tapping into a different audience now connecting with this, you know, other artists that could, that could, you know, they could, this song could fucking blow up, man. I think you're right, dude. I think it does kind of transcend genres. And this is just like, you know, this is a song that you could see on the front page of Apple music or Spotify. Like it could be that big. So I agree with you completely. And it's good too. Yeah. That's awesome. Props, Trevor Hall, Sophie Tucker. Nice job. I like, I Evan, what's goal. your Evan? What's your biggest goal for this podcast? My biggest goal for this podcast, um, I think I've I've attained everything I've needed to, which is I've done a podcast with two really stellar guys, uh, and I have fun on a week to week basis. Man, that's that's it. That's the goal. You know, if somebody else enjoys that, even better. Well, that's a lofty goal, but yeah, no, I, I think the only thing now we just need to make sure that somebody enjoys it. Everything else is a check. So I think we're good there. Um, carry on. So maybe we just, maybe we just carry on. Yes, dude. (laughs) Carry the gone, dude. Up next, we've got the song carry on from over the bridge. Now, this song from Over the Bridge is a little bit more of that reggae rock vibe going on. 
Um, this is a song that is almost like a response to the stressors of 2020 bringing you down. You know, it's it's carry on. It's keep going. It's all these other different things that can be bringing you down. But, you know, you carry on. There's a, there's a picture for the song. It's like there's a bunch of stressful stuff in the background. And then there's this just cool, colorful bear in the middle with his his bong and his his 30 rack and his cool T-shirt. And he's just doing his thing, carrying on. Um and I almost feel like maybe this song is like a way to get that energy out for this band, you know, and just being like, you know what, maybe life has brought them down a little bit through throughout the year, but this is them going ahead and manifesting that carry on energy. Um, they're also local to me and JB. These guys are from Gloucester, which is in Massachusetts, which is just a beautiful place on the coast. Um, I actually took a drive through there for the first time over the summer and uh, it's just this like little island off the coast of Massachusetts, super small, just one bridge on and off the island. Um, but parking was only for residents this year. So I did not stop and get out of my car. And that's, that's what I have to say about that. What do you guys think? <laughs> well, that sounds like a stressful situation, but I'm glad that you decided to carry on. I carried on. Uh, I mean, you're right. Gloucester is beautiful. Also, um, you know, the thing about Over the Bridge, first of all, is this track is, um, you know, the, the first song off of an upcoming album, an album a lot of people are excited about. And they have, you're right, they're local. They're from the Northeast. They're such a talented band. They're great people. They have a great reputation out here. Okay, their name is good. And they've really come into their own on the same scene that produced well-known artists like the Elevators, Joe Sambo, The Best, Stick Figure. I mean, Massachusetts is, is really going hard for, for uh, you know, reggae rock artists. And I say Massachusetts, even though I threw out Joe Sambo. Um, but we'll say New England. How about that? Um, and, you know, I think good reggae music comes from areas a lot of times where there's a beach, you know, because they kind of go hand in hand. The island vibes, the beach vibes, reggae music. And Gloucester has some beautiful beaches, man. So um, I love the I love the message in this song, man. Bless the broken road. It led me here and now I'm home. Struggle is all I've ever known. I can feel it in my bones. And you're right, great album art. Although, Evan, I'll correct you. It is not a 30 rack. It's an 18 pack. All right? Let's get the little details. Yeah. Details. Um, but yeah, man, I, I you know, I thought that uh you know, you could play this track while you're on the Peloton or, or you could play this track right after you got evicted. You know, either way, man, it works. All right. Because I love the lyrics. I love the message. I love the vibe. And um, yeah, man, solid track. Yes, sir. I dig it. I think uh, I'll make it short and sweet, but I'm going to say it kind of it's kind of a loaded statement here. But there's a lot of songs named Carry On. And it's a. Uh, it's interesting because there's only so many chords that you can play on a guitar, but everybody plays them differently. And I like the spin that these guys took with the message of carry on. Like I thought it just was a nice, fresh approach. And I didn't know, like just by looking at the song, I'm like, Oh, another song named carry on. I mean, we've heard it. We've heard that name by a song. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I just thought it was a nice, fresh, different approach. I like that you mentioned the elevators. Cause I kind of felt like it was, in the same family like it just felt like it had that that tonality to what the hell was that 
Did you just wait? Wait, let me let me put it. Do it in the mic. <laughs> that was that, that was, was distracting. I'm sorry. Pardon. Uh, anyway, I like it. Sounds good. I look forward to meeting those guys one day. We're gonna do the road show. We're gonna hang out. Good times ahead. Yeah. And look out for that album. So, um, boys, I think we've uh, done a pretty good job so far here in the Reggae 360 Top 10 Songs of the Week. We've had some bangers. We've had some sneaky sleeper picks. We've had some songs that transcend genres. We've had some, you know, up-and-comers. I mean, we've kind of had it all, man. I think we should fire up this interview. And I think, so, you know, we were a man down for this interview. Brett and I just tag-teamed it, and... Um, I think we did a good job, Evan. I hopefully we did you right, man. But uh, I, I thought talking to Dan was incredible. I mean, talk about somebody who's like at the at the forefront of what's going on with Corona, what's being affected with festivals, and um, it was just so interesting to talk to a man that is literally behind one of the biggest things in reggae music here in America, and that's Cali Root. So hopefully you guys enjoy as well. Um, why don't we fire that up, Evan? Fired it up. What's up, people, man? I know you're loving this podcast so far, and I know you're excited about this part of the episode, and I'll tell you what, I'm excited too. All right, we are down a man. You know that, okay? But if you learned anything last week, you know that we don't stop. That doesn't stop us. We keep persevering. We keep grinding. I'm right here with my main man, Brett Coleman from Arizona, man. Arizona, Brett, what's up, dude? How you doing? Doing good, man. Good to see you again. Good to hang out. I'm, I'm sorry about last week, but... I'm excited about what we got in store for today. I'm really yes. looking forward to this conversation. Yes. Really. Dude, yes, absolutely. Well, let me tell you what we got in store today. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have one of the most impactful people in the American reggae music scene. This man went from playing DJ sets in Guam as a young man to orchestrating the largest reggae music festival in North America. He's helped boost the career of so many artists and individuals. He's made it his life's work to create a transformative experience year after year after year for fans of good music. He works his ass off so we can all enjoy three days of the year more than the other 362. He's worked with the biggest bands in the world. He's collaborated with Sirius Radio. He's a partner at Ineffable Music. He's truly somebody that makes the music industry run and he does it from behind the scenes. It's none other than co-owner and producer of California Roots Music and Arts Festival, aka Cali Roots. Dan Sheehan. Dan, what's up, man? How you doing? Wow, what an intro, man. I've, I've heard about these legendary intros, man, and now I'm like, wow, I'm blown away. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely, Thank you. Man. Well, we're, we're blown away to have you join us because, you know, as a fan of music my whole life and reggae music, um, you know, Cali Roots, to see the, the growth and to understand what it is for the scene now, it's truly just a, a blessing for everybody involved. So first and foremost, thank you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for joining us today. And I'm just kind of curious, Dan, um, 
how are things in your world, man? I know it's very chaotic everywhere. I think a lot of people are getting impacted by what's going on. I'm kind of curious how, how things are going on your end. I mean, you know, our businesses are, uh, are, are slightly hurting right now, but uh, you know, everything else is actually great. I mean, I, I, I'm spending a, a great amount of time with my family. You know, I, you know, I joke with my wife this past summer, like was like the first summer in 10 years, 12 years that we didn't uh, or that I didn't have, you know, multiple shows that we were doing outside of the market away from home. And so, you know, I have a five-year-old daughter that I've been able to spend an enormous amount of time with um, and uh, which is, which is great. I think, you know, taking the positives out of everything, there's, you know, if you look hard enough and you, and you, you you dig deep enough, there's always positives. Right. Um, And uh, you know, I think, you know, other than our business is kind of not having much revenue on the live event side, we're doing great. Um, but, you know, I, I strongly believe that uh, the agile and the, the smart will come out of this, uh, will come out of this better, um, will come out of this stronger. Um, I think, uh, you know, the, the pause that we're all dealing with, um, if, you know, we're able to kind of reassess how we're doing our business and how we're doing life. And, and uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, so, I mean, I, you know, I could sit here and complain about things and complain about this and that and but, you know, really, at the end of the day, I mean, life is good. You know, I, I can't complain, you know. I like that, man. Definitely. Yeah, you seem like a very positive individual. And, and you know, reggae music is very positive by nature. So yeah. uh, I definitely like that. And I think one question that a lot of people are wondering, and we talked about it a little bit before we started recording, but, um, you know, when you go to the website for Cali Roots, you see that, you know, right now the, the festival is is looking like maybe May 27th, 2021. I'm kind of curious, you know, now here we are almost heading into December. Um, what's the status now? Um, what's the thought process? I mean, you know, it's a, I mean, it's a constant monitor, you know, we're monitoring this every day. We're talking with city officials, you know, once a week, trying to figure out, you know, what, what the best play is, um, you know, obviously with vaccines and, you know, other, uh, treatments that people have come out with. Um, I think, uh, you know, there is definitely more positive. Uh, if you asked me a month ago, I'd be like, yeah, there's just no way anything's going to happen in 2021. But, um, you know, I, I'm feeling a, a definitely a little bit more positive about it. But, you know, I also, you know, full transparency, um, you know, we are definitely, you know, looking at alternate dates and, uh, you know, whether that's the fall of 2021 or, you know, May of 2022. I mean, it's definitely something that, uh, you know, we're looking at daily and we're having daily conversations with, artist managers and agents and, you know, the inner circle to kind of, you know, it's a, it's a big decision and trying to figure out what the best decision is. And obviously the safety of our fans and the safety of our staff and, and, you know, you know, doing the right thing for the community that we're based in is, you know, is obviously the, the leading factors. You know, I think, uh, you know, we're, you know, I think that's the main thing for us is, you know, how do we, you know, do, how do we make this as safe as possible without, you know, without having to jump through, massive hoops where it takes away the joy of actually coming to a festival, you know, and, yeah. you know, and, you know, requiring people to have, you know, whatever it might be to like come to the festival. Like that, that for me, that, 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 you know, that kind of defeats the purpose of, of festivals, you know, festivals are kind of the getaway from, uh, you know, from a lot of that, uh, you know, a lot of that stuff that you're dealing with and you come in there and you let go. And so, you know, so, but, you know, to kind of circle back to it, we're, we're, we're monitoring the situation and uh, it's definitely something that, uh, 
I wake up thinking about and and uh, I go to sleep thinking about you know and and what what the best because it's not just Cali Roots it's you know it's Arizona Roots it's our venues and you know other you know amphitheater shows that we have throughout the state that uh, you know that you know, we're constantly you know I I can't tell you how many shows I have moved you know since March I mean it's uh, mm-hmm. it's I mean it's we it's it's been a it's been quite the challenge so <laughs> yeah yeah no I I, I imagine um, I'm curious uh, so is the is the lineup I know online the, the lineup is you know was announced and is that also flexible obviously you know depending on the day that this happens I'm sure that's gonna it, it could change for certain artists but for the most I mean is that is the lineup that you guys have announced, is that kind of the, the plan to keep that in, in uh, as much as possible? Absolutely. I mean, that for me, that's a big thing. I think unlike other festivals, we're, we're very, you know, we're, we're kind of this, we're a niche festival, but we're very tight knit, you know, and, you know, all the bands, you know, for, you know, the Revolutions and the Damian Marley's and the, you know, the, you know, all the, you know, the stick figures and all the bands that are playing it, they're all extremely flexible and, and, you know, 99% of them will make whatever date we need work. Um, just because it's like, you know, like we are, you know, like we have done so much for the scene, the scene has done so much for us. And, and so we're all in this together. Um, and, you know, I'm currently almost done with our Thursday lineup, um, you know, which, you know, I should be rolling out here in the next two or three weeks. We'll probably roll out, roll out our Thursday lineup. I felt it was important to kind of, create this Thursday. Um, so I, I, I'm amongst other music industry professionals. We all feel that once we get through this there, it's going to be robust. I mean, it's going to be, there's going to be so much demand and so much pent up demand. And I think it's also, you know, people are just like, you know, like, gosh, dude, like you don't, you don't miss it. It's, you don't realize how much you miss it until it's gone, you know? And I, I do feel that once we get past this and, and things get back to, you know, semi-normal. I think uh, the demand for live music is going to be huge. So we wanted to add a Thursday to that, but it was also giving a Thursday to, you know, the ticket holders that kind of rolled with us. You know, I felt it was important to like, and we're giving the, you know, the, the people that bought the initial tickets, you know, after we made our first move, um, you know, the Thursday is included in their tickets now. And so we, I felt it was really important to like offer something for them to kind of, you know, for really sticking with us, you know, and believing in us and, and, you know, and, and uh, yeah, so yeah, so the lineup is the lineup is going to definitely, uh, you know, stay as much intact as possible. Um, you know, I'm really happy with the lineup and it's a, uh, it's going to be uh, the longest uh, lineup I've ever promoted in my life. So, <laughs> nice. you know, and I, we we're constantly like, I have to, you know, like we've changed the artwork three times and, you know, we're trying to like, how do we keep this lineup relevant? You know, it's like, I don't want it to just disappear because, I feel it's a great lineup and I want it to play off. And, and, uh, you know, and I think, and that's what people have also, you know, a lot of the ticket buyers have paid for too. They, they paid for, you know, that lineup. So, um, so yeah, we, I, I'm working uh, really diligently to uh, make sure that we keep that lineup. Well, I think, you know, whether, whether it happens in May or gets pushed out, one of the things that I always try to, to focus on, especially around, you know, this, this genre is our community and the silver lining. And we have, I think you guys have it as a community, we all have Cali roots. We've all benefited from what you guys have created and put out there for us to enjoy and take part of and all that good stuff. It is a magical time. It's a wonderful place. And I just keep thinking that, you know, we talk about growth and the growth that Cali roots has had and this just whole genre has had, it just makes me feel like 
in order to get to this point, it's had to be, the artists have had to be very malleable. The promoters mm -hmm. have had to be very malleable. Everybody's had to be very conscious about how things get brought up. But the most important thing is what you, you let off saying is that it, this is the time to let go. This is where people are going as a place, as a destination. This is the time to, to check out, so to speak, not necessarily, you know, too much, but you're trying to provide that environment. So if it's a matter of a month or two months, it's been a year. I, I guess that would be my, that is my mentality on something like that. And I think others would follow suit because we can get the consumption of a band, but you can't recreate that experience at this point anywhere else. I mean, Arizona Roots was great, but Cali Roots is Cali Roots. I mean, that's, yep. Yep. you know. Yeah, and you, I mean, you said it. it, like you can't, like the, the bands, you know, the bands are, the bands are great and they add to the energy and the vibe, but like you, the experience that is Cali Roots and, and the coming together of everybody, that's the part that people, you know, that's, that's what, that's what people want. And that's what people, I mean, they, I mean, a lot of people need it. I need it. You know, I need, I need that energy to fill my cup, you know, and, uh, you know, I haven't had a, I haven't had my cup filled since March, you know, like live music in general, you know what I mean? Let alone producing Cali Roots and having that every year, having that once a year, it's like kind of like my new year, like just lifts me up and fills me up and like, like it's this whole pep in my step, you know? And so, um, well, let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. I mean, <laughs> you put this whole thing together. I mean, it's so much work. It, it's a it's a lot to put together, a lot to organize, a lot of details. When the when the festival comes up, is that a time for you? Do you get to enjoy it, or do you just get overwhelmed with like the the mechanics of it, or is it is it just so I, well run at this point you can step back? Yeah, and I have my team is is you know bar none. I feel one of the best in the game. They have you know they they help me considerably, and over the last few years, you know it's been you know, it's been a point of mine as well as my teams to really kind of be more of like, uh Oh, sorry. <laughs> no my, uh, this is my daughter, McKenna, who is a, a huge calories fan. Hi, hey, McKenna. McKenna. <laughs> yeah, there she goes. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, and that, that's the, the joys of uh, working from home as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, I understand. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, I have an incredible team that really helps me put together this whole thing. And, um, you know, the last few years, I've really kind of tried to step back a little bit more on site and let people, you know, let my team run things. And I'm able to, you know, shake hands and do more interviews and be more a part of that, which is, I think, you know, as I've grown doing this and, and doing events and doing Cali Roots, that's become more of my role now. I think it's more of like, how do I get out there and shake more hands and, 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 you know, and, you know, vibe with the agents and the managers there, you know, go say what's up to all the artists that are about ready to go on stage and, you know, but, you know, drop in on the vendors, drop, go see, you know, go see the press junkies in our press lounge and do interviews and do radio interviews. And, you know, that's kind of where I've, that that's where my role has kind of shifted to. But again, I also love getting my hands dirty. You know, I love mm -hmm. like producing this, like producing Cali Roots is, it's probably one of the greatest joys outside of, you know, outside of my family life that I do, you know, and, um, it's, you know, it's, it's fun, you know, it's like, it, it's, uh, it's hard to explain it. It's like, it's, uh, it's, just, it's this magical feeling. And, and, uh, a couple years ago, I actually watched my first full set at Cali Roots in like seven years. Um, and it was Tosh Santana in the bowl. Um, oh, wow. and it, it was just one of the most powerful sets I've ever seen. And it was just like, I, I'm getting chicken skin is talking about it. It's like, I couldn't even like, it was just, one of those things I went, I tucked myself into a corner kind of in the back of the bowl 
and watch the entire thing. I shut my radio off and I let, you know, let my staff know I'm going to be off radio for the next hour. And I sat there and I just like, I, I felt it. I felt it. And it was just like, wow. It's like, it, it was, it was truly magical. And I think, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, I've been guilty of over the last, uh, you know, handful of years is that you know i haven't checked out as much of the bands you know as much of the sets as i should have you know and uh you know but again like time like you lose track of time when you're on site running an event you know you like it's like all of a sudden you're like holy crap it's 10 o'clock i haven't had lunch i missed dinner you know I, I but like you know again it's 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 also one of the greatest feelings ever you know so yeah one uh, one question I, I have, Dan, is, uh, you know, Regular 360, we, we got involved in helping support some some live stream events. We had Extension Music Festival, which was, um, you know, just it, it was basically just all virtual. And um, one thing that I noticed in terms of putting that together is, um, you know, picking a lineup, picking the right mix of, of artists is, is tough. And I know, um, you know, from experience that sometimes you'll hear a band or somebody will suggest somebody on the team will suggest a band they're really into and you'll listen to it and maybe it's not your speed or not your flavor Mm -hmm. um but as the person that's kind of you know designing that lineup you're almost like a a tastemaker right you're deciding what goes where and i'm curious in your experience do you really kind of see yourself as that tastemaker or do you sometimes you ignore your own personal preferences and put a band in there even maybe if it's not your flavor because you know that it goes well on the festival or you know that a lot of other people will enjoy it or is is every band carefully hand selected um, by you? That's a, that's a great question, and you know I, uh, I I feel like it's a combination of all of those, right? I feel that I feel that I am a tastemaker, and I feel that it is also my responsibility to kind of elevate bands, you know, up the ladder, you know, on our festival, which then kind of trickles down to other festivals and other you know other support tours that they might get. But you know, I think it's. Uh, you know, I, I take building the lineup very seriously. I think it's, uh, you know, I get my whiteboard out and there's an entire list of artists that I really want, right? There's the whole, like the dream, like, what can I get? Who can I get on here? Um, and then, you know, and then we start going through the money and like, all right, I can't afford this. We won't be able to afford this. This makes this day too, too lopsided or, you know, like how, like this year, like I did, you know, one of the things that we put together was Damian Marley and Ice Cube which I felt, you know, went really well together. You know, it's like kind of like, you know, you got more of this urban Jamaican kind of vibe with, with Bob and then, I mean, you know, with, with Damien and then you have, and then you have, you know, you have Ice Cube, you know, with, you know, with kind of his whole vibe, you know, and so it kind of, it kind of really works that way. And, and, you know, so I kind of put this whole board together and kind of, you know, craft it and start sending out offers. And the good thing is like Cali Roots has become like an anchor date, um it's become like most of our artists are fly-ins right the most of them they're not they're not really touring um they're they come in and they do our show so i can get any you know we can get any artists and put it together you know so and uh you know it's uh you know it's definitely uh i feel it's definitely uh it's uh i i love doing the lineups and you know i i, I do bookings for other festivals as well um and so you know i do a lot of talent buying um, and it's, it's one of the funner parts. Um, and, you know, I've built, you know, such great relationships with all the agents that we work with. So it's not, uh, you know, there's always, you know, the, I think the billing part of the lineup is, uh, my biggest uh, pain in my ass. Um, you know, where every artist <laughs> thinks that they need to be above the other artists or, you know, I have, I have managers that literally will get out, will get out the ruler when I send them a poster and, 
measure, you know, measure and make sure that everybody's the same size, you know, all the top acts. Um, yeah. If he's watching, if he, when he watches this, he'll, he'll, uh, he'll know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's a, he's a, he's a dear friend too. So, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I, I do feel that, uh, you know, it's uh, like I said, there's, there's a sense of responsibility to also, you know, showcase some of these bands that have never played the festival before or, or outside the scene somewhat, you know, and I think, you know, you know, through mixing in some hip hop and some jam, it's always been part of the Cali Roots kind of bloodline is kind of mixing that up. I call it kind of like a palate cleanser. You know, it's like, it's good to have these bands on there. It's like, that's, you know, you don't want to have, I mean, you can, I mean, you, you know, it's, it's not that you don't want to have, but I think having that kind of break in the kind of the reggae side of things helps kind of, you know, like I say, cleanse the palate a little bit, you know? So, um, you know, we also take, you also take fan surveys and, um, you know, we kind of, yeah, I kind of, you know, look through, like, I mean, we get, you know, thousands of, you know, thousands of fans doing a survey and like, who do you want to see on the festival? You know, and, you know, a lot of times it's the same artists that we're already booking, but sometimes there's a gem in there. It's like, yeah, all right. Okay. That's, you know, I mean, you know, and, you know, there's some bands that we just can't get, you know, and I've tried to get Manu Chow for five years, uh, you know, and it just, he just won't do it. I've, I've tried to get Fat Freddy's drop for last seven years and, you know, they they just don't they don't want to do it either it's like you know it's like so we, we we've tried some of these acts um you know and uh you know we, we most of the time we get we, we can get them with if it's within our budget you know um but uh you know I, i've tried snoop dog and he just wants too much money or you know it's like and it's just you know, and then you kind of you kind of have these struggles within yourself where you're like i'm like will that go together like will the fans love this or like you know, sometimes you just miss the mark, you know, but a lot yeah. of times I feel, I feel for the most part, you know, we've, you know, we've hit it on the head with kind of, you know, some of the, the bands outside of the reggae genre that uh, people, uh, people really, you know, pr- people really like. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Then how, I'm just thinking here, how did you um, fall in love with reggae music? How did you become this person that you are today with, with, you know, the taste of music that you have or like, how did you kind of fall into the scene? I'm just kind of curious, maybe before Cali Roots, like how you kind of got into the music industry and, and maybe find yourself um, here in the reggae world. So, and that, I mean, I, I grew so I grew up in Hawaii and, you know, anybody that knows Hawaii knows that reggae is, you know, reggae is on me. It's on the radio. It's like, you know, and so awesome. I grew up, I grew up listening to Oswald, the Gladiators, UB40, like the old UB40 before the labor of loves. Um, you know, like the Rat in Me Kitchen and, you know, Food for Thought and all those, you know, all those, that early UB40 stuff. Um, my first show was actually, you know, at the Waikiki Shell, you know, seeing Oswald in like 1985. Um, I was eight, I was eight years old, you know, I went, you know, we went, I went with a family friend and I saw Oswald for the, you know, that was my first show when I was eight. Um, and, you know, so I grew up with that music and then I moved to California to play uh, junior college football at Foothill College um, in uh, Los Altos, which is in Northern California. Uh, I played tight end and defensive end. Um, nice. Yeah, and it didn't work out, and and you know, and uh, I ended up working at Trader Joe's, and, and which was awesome, you know. But uh, you know, and then uh, I I found Reggae on the River. I was looking through a High Times magazine, and. There was this little Reggae on the River article, and this is back when you had to send Reggae on the River. You had Reggae on the River. You had to send a like an index card with your information, your address, and you had to send a money order, and they would send you back tickets. 
And uh, this is before online ticketing. Um, and this is like, gosh, my first rig on the river was probably 96, 97. Um, and so we, we sent that off. I fell in love with it the first time. And then the next year, you know, I met the owners and producers, Carol Bruno and Jenny Foster up there. And uh, I reached out to them and said, hey, I have a band from Hawaii that uh, Natural Vibrations, um, who, you know, uh, are great guys. And uh, we, uh, they were like, yeah, we'd love to have my rig in the river. So I called, I called, Riga, I called Rick Davis, who was uh, Natty Vibes' uh, agent at the time and said, hey, I got this rig in the river offer for you. I don't know what to do with it, but, you know, here it is. And he said, yeah, I mean, can you get us some other dates? And so I ended up booking other dates. Um, this is like 97, I think I got them in the Reagan River. And uh, I booked some other dates. I booked, uh, you know, a San Jose date. I booked, the, uh, you know, date in Corlita, uh, not Corlita, so Corvallis, uh, Oregon and Portland, anywhere where there's a Hawaii population, I booked them dates. And that was it. I mean, they stayed at my house for six weeks. You know, we hit the road and, and uh, that was kind of, that was kind of how I got into the music industry. It was doing Natty Vibe shows, you know, um, that was, you know, and getting them into Reggae in the River. And uh, the rest is really history, man. It's like, you know, from there I went to Guam and, you know, and, and uh, they might did two years there and uh, came back to California and started uh, Good Vibes Entertainment. Um, and, you know, we did, I probably have done a hundred midnight shows over the years. Um, we brought Soja to Hawaii for the first time. Probably, I think we brought them there like over a span of seven years. Did Revolution in Hawaii first. Um, back, you know, back in, you know, when they were just starting out, you know, yeah. So that's kind of, yeah. And then, yeah, here we are. <laughs> so yeah, one, so. Of, one of the other passions that you and I both share happens to be radio. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've noticed that, Cali Roots Radio on XM. So that's Irie Dan, right? Yeah. So uh, yep. so let's talk about that. How's that journey been for you guys? I caught some of it. I think it was actually last night. Um, no, I'm sorry. Two nights, Sunday night. Um, but it was like, I just love, I love that there's more. It, you guys put, you found another outlet to spread to a much larger audience yep. with, this brand and this music and it just i love it man like it's just it makes me so happy because i love just doing it on like the smallest scale so seeing that is getting to a bigger place i mean you guys have been doing it now for what a year a little um, yeah oh year and a half now yeah 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 so it's you know i mean you know big thanks to sirius and you know pat mckay um and and you know me and thomas cousins have been talking about uh doing cali roots radio for years and then uh, Adam Gross, who you guys had on recently, who's uh, who's great, and uh, he had a relationship with somebody at Sirius, and so he connected the dots, and, and next thing you know, we got Cali Roots Radio going, and then um, Rock um, Eric Rock Money hosted it for the first six months, and then and then they asked me to host the second hour when we when we got the second hour, and uh, you know of course I mean I you know I I love doing radio, it's. Uh, it's, it's, it's so, it's so fun. Cause I, and I'm curating the whole playlist too. You know, it's like obviously where, you know, Adam and, and Adam's feeding me some songs and, and, you know, as far as some of the new releases go, but you know, for the most part, that's like, you know, it's, it's, it's something I get to curate, which is right. really nice. You know, it's like, it's like, it's, it's, I think, uh, you know, when I was on Guam, you know, I, I was, I was also the radio, the music director there and uh, I would program the weekends and like, I know that I'm going to be out, I'm going to be at a barbecue, I'm going to be this and that. So like, I would like program 
like like pretty much these like barbecue sets for me and my friends that was playing through the whole island. But awesome. you know, and so as I you know curating curating the stuff like that is is it's so fun and uh, you know the fact that we're able to bring you know bring this music to a broader audience on Sirius, which you know the joint has been crushing it for for years, but I think the American reggae scene hasn't really you know been kind of you know some have, but I think we're trying to mix in more of that you know and. Yeah um you know which is great i, I i'm ex- you know, i'm really excited about it. but also like songs that have influenced me you know i've recently started uh, kind of doing a root set at the end of the show to kind of i think it's important to like showcase the foundation of reggae music you know and mm-hmm. which i think is i think it's lost sometimes i think some i think people think that hey you know like revolution is roots reggae where you know when actually they're you know they're not and it's like They've been influenced by the Don Carloses and the Michael Roses of the world and, you know, Pablo Moses, you know, and, you know, we got, you know, I know Pablo Moses with the Dirty Head influence and all these artists are influenced by, you know, other foundation artists, you know, and so like I've been dropping, it's fun because I'm able to drop like I've been playing like Prince Farai and Uroy and Iroy and and some of that older DJ stuff, that toasting stuff and, uh, which is great because I get to kind of showcase some of the stuff that I grew up listening to. And, and, right. uh, you know, which is, I think is also really important. I think it's, uh, you know, it's the influence of how I've become who I am in the reggae space and, and how Cali roots has become what it is because, you know, of the music that I've been influenced by, you know? Yeah. It's nothing like it. Radio is, it's just, I love it. Like I, it was, it was Don Carlos um, and Wiseman that I heard because it was just, yeah. it, and it's just so unexpected to hear it on the radio. I just flipped over to XM. It's always on the joint and boom. And I was just, it dude, like I'm smiling right now telling you about it. It's just, it's, yeah. I love it. I just, yeah. Love. Yeah. Yeah. Radio, radio is fun, man. Radio is fun. That's why, you know, that's why I've talked to like our press team to like, I want to do more radio interviews, do more podcasts. And, and it's, I, I, I enjoy this part of, of, uh, of my life you know it's like it's it's nice kind of sharing the story but it's also nice just kind of talking with other like-minded people like you guys and and you know and, and kind of sharing our feelings and stuff about it 100 100 yeah um dan one question so right now all right there well maybe not right now if, if things were normal right if we weren't in a pandemic but theoretically right now there's a band out there that's grinding the bar scene in some small city that's like a non-traditional reggae market where it's kind of hard to break out and you know they've, they've got a demo and you know they see playing at cali roots is like the ultimate goal it's their dream it's the feeling they're chasing it represents validation the culmination of all their hard work blood sweat tears all that um obviously i'm sure every band you know in this scene wants to an opportunity to play at one of your festivals um and you probably get solicited a lot i'm sure but my question is, what would you say to that band that's out there hustling right now that maybe you don't even know about? They're not on your radar at all. Um, but it's this dream of maybe one day getting to play on one of your uh, festivals. What do you say to that band uh, you know, that's, that wants that, that wants to get to that point? Any advice for them? I think I think right now I think you know obviously like you said we're not living in a normal time right it's it's mm-hmm. it's you you've taken the entire live touring you know element of what we do out of the picture and so i think right now it's all about content you know it's all about putting out music putting out videos doing live you know instagram live facebook live youtube it's like how do you keep putting out content and it's also kind of you know it's it's i think that's a big part of the grind it's putting out a lot you know putting out good music and and 
you know, it's, uh, you know, cause doing videos and stuff like that, it's not something that's, you know, extremely easy. And I think, you know, there's budgets that go into play with it, but I think if you can, even if it's just, you know, a, you know, a video recorded on an iPhone, I've seen some great iPhone videos that people have kind of edited together that come out really well. And I think it shows motivation. It shows, like I said earlier, I think right now, I think, you know, the bands that are smart and creative and thinking about those kind of things will be the bands that come out of this stronger. I mean, and there's a lot of those bands at that level that, that unfortunately right now is, are being affected the most by this. So your bigger bands, they still have to service their fan base and, and they, 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 you know, they have to keep you know practicing and putting out music, but it's the smaller bands that, that are losing the touring right now that I think are being affected the most, you know? And I think if you can keep doing it by putting out relevant music, relevant videos that go with it and constantly being like, you know, doing, you know, make sure that you're keeping your socials active, putting out solid merch, you know, different merch items, not just a shirt with your logo on it, doing creative merch that kind of keeps, you know, keeps, you know, keeps your name out there. I think that is, you know, is a big part of it, you know? So, um, all right. Sorry about that. (laughs) No, it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) She's a huge fan. So, um, But yeah, I think, uh, you know, I mean, honestly, like there's bands like, you know, like Article Sound System right now that are putting out great stuff. You know, Tropodelic, you know, I think will be, you know, has made so many strides. This past album is like so good. It's like one of my favorite albums. I've listened to it like so many times. It's, it's, you know, and then you have, you know, Bumpin' Uglies who are doing this, you know, putting out, you know, a new single every single month right now and putting out and having merch that goes with it. And there's other bands out there that are like doing that and grinding. And those bands are a little, you know, they're, it's, they're not the baby bands right now. But it's like, you know, the baby bands, it's like, I, it's, it's, you know, taking this time to really create new music, I think is, is really important, you know, um, and, and music that kind of, you know, music, you know, music is our soundtrack of life, right? It's like, how do you create, how do you sit back and create music that will kind of go with the times that we're in, you know, um, you know, so I think, I think those are our, our key factors to kind of really grinding through this, you know, particular moment in time that we're all living in. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. That's an awesome answer. I think a lot of people, uh, you know, are going to appreciate that. And Dan, something that you said before we started recording that just that stuck in my brain is um, as you were talking about kind of how, um, you know, you're, you're tackling things right now and pivoting and focusing on other areas, and kind of focusing on what you're able to control right now versus kind of what's going on out there. But you said, uh, you know, we're, we're all kind of hustlers by nature. Um, and I, I wanted to just, you know, tap into that a little bit because there's no way that you could have accomplished what you've accomplished without being a hustler, without having that grind, without having that mentality, that hard work, work ethic. I'm kind of curious, what makes that tick for you? Like, like, how, how do you tackle, um, you know, a, a day? Like, like, what is it that motivates Dan Sheehan that allows you to kind of do the things that you're able to do? Uh, what keeps you pushing kind of, I'm just kind of curious, maybe your philosophy on, on just, you know, how to get out there and make things happen as, as somebody who's done that. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's obviously, you know, kind of changed over time. Um, you know, when I first started, you know, it was, uh, wanting to be the best and be, you know, obviously create, you know, create something that will be lasting. Um, I think that's, you know, that's, that's always been important for me. How do we create something that will stand the test of time? Um, 
you know, and, you know, obviously, you know, money has never really been kind of the, the motivating factor for me. I've always considered money kind of a byproduct of what we're able to, you know, what we're creating. Um, and I think if you kind of look at it that way, and if money's not the number one thing, then like, I think it's, you know, you have, you know, I think your, your heart's in the right place. And I, you know, most times, most times, you know, it will lead you right. Right. So, um, you know, and then obviously as we've kind of worked through this pandemic and you know, there's been definitely some times where it's like, it, you know, it's, it's mentally challenging, you know I mean? Like what we're all, what we're all dealing with right now, it's, it's mentally challenging, you know? And I think the, the disruption of our lives, um, you know, where, where, you know, people that have kids were like homeschool teachers now and, and, you know, our, our, you know, our office life is completely changed and, you know, and, and so there's things like that, but I think right now for me, what's pushing me through this is, is, you know, getting through this, becoming stronger and better as I get through this and also being, you know, providing for my family, providing for my daughter, but also like, I mean, there's, I think there's people out there that, <coughs> you know, I think you know, we have something to prove as well that we can get through this, you know, and the music industry will get through this, you know, and we're not down for the count. You know, I think, uh, you know, that's a big motivator for me is like, you know, really kind of rising up and rising through this and proving everybody, you know, proving like, not, not necessarily naysayers, but people that are like, you know, like, you know, oh, the live music industry, like, you know, you guys are, you know, you guys are kind of dusted, you know, and it's just, that's, you know, for us, it's like, you know, we don't see that it's, it's definitely hard. And, and, you know, when you look at, you know, when you look at the revenue coming in you're like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty tough, you know what I mean? But, you know, I think, uh, you know, it's also, but it's also like, I'm just, like I said earlier off, you know, you know, before we jumped on, I think for me, <coughs> it's, uh, you got to like the more hard, the harder you work, I think the better you work, you know, and if you don't have anything to do or you're like slacking or you're like doing things half-assed, like you're like, I mean, how do you feel? I mean, how do you feel good about doing that? You know? And I think, you know, if you work hard and you hustle and you do things the right way, then like you have something to be proud of you. It's like, it makes you feel good and, and it, it, which helps you, you know, do it even better, you know? Um, you know, so, but like I said, I mean, it's also for me, it's like, you know, I also like, there is no, like there is a, there, there really is no, uh, the only option really is like getting through this, you know? Um, yeah. I'm also unhirable, you know, I've, I've worked for myself for, 15 years, nobody's going to hire me. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, mean, I just, you know, but like, I mean, I've, I've always been an entrepreneur and I've always been my own boss and, and, you know, I will continue to do that and, and, and work harder and smarter. Like, you know, I mean, like I, I've said it before, it's like, you know, I think the smart, the, the agile smart will, will get through this and we'll get through this even and come out even stronger on this, you know? Um, so, but like I said, you know, during the pandemic mentally, it's, uh, it's uh, definitely, uh, it's definitely uh, has its challenges. You know, every day you have to take every day as, as what it is and, and be happy about it, you know? And, and uh, you know, I also have a five-year-old daughter that, you know, I really can't uh, mope around with, you know? So yeah. <laughs> that's good motivation that's, itself, you know? That's admirable though. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's e sometimes feels easier to fall back to a routine, you know, like yeah. uh, that's something we've talked about a lot. Just, over the past few months, I went from working at a studio to not working for like four months and being like, no, I'm just going to, I'm just going to figure this out. And it's, it gets not within my DNA to just, yeah. it's not to not grind harder, but for some reason you fall back. It's like, yeah, I don't, we talked about this with Indubious too. It's like th there's this free fall of the universe that we're just supposed to accept and 
and let it go. And like for money to be secondary and then find financial success. It's like this thing that I think a lot of us deal and think about when we're talking about our careers in general and, and music is a perfect example of, and, and for me, production is a perfect example of a, an industry in, in change and flux. Mm-hmm. And I think that one thing to, to, I guess my perspective of what you were saying is I don't think we're proving anybody wrong in the sense of we're, we're proving everybody right within yep. this community that supports us because they know that we can do this. And I'm not a religious person, but I swear to God, this music is the gospel. Mm. When I get together, that didn't make much sense, but you know what I'm talking about? Like when I get, <laughs> when I get around a crowd, when I've gone to Cali roots, I went to Cali roots 2016 and I met somebody there, George Santana, who has touched a lot of people in the Cali roots family. And that was an amazing experience to where somebody who I met through the sick figure family, you go, you see them on or in person, you just can't replace it. And yep. it's very ethereal and amazing. So uh, yep. I, I lost track of, of, of where we're going, but it, it's, uh, it, it's admirable just to be able to, to know that by providing what you're providing for this community, it's all going to come back around full circle and that this community will continue to support it as much as we can by any means possible. And whether that's through a clothing line or whether that's through, you know, online concerts in the time being, but until we can get back to Monterey and do this in person, I think, you know, it's, it's, you've got the support of many, 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 many people to see this vision come back to uh, fruition. Yeah. And and that, and that's that's a great point because I mean that's also like a driving force you know is that you know it's it's we have the support but I, I again I feel the responsibility that we need to get this through so we can provide this experience and this vibe and this kind of refresh for people that is Cali Roots when they come to our right. events you know and yeah. you know it's a big responsibility but it's it's but I also feel like that kind of you know that kind of responsibility is is a good thing. That's that's a, it's a driving force. You know, it's not like something like it's you know never has been anything like that been a burden. You know, it's like it's more of like no, like I need to do this because you know because our fan base needs this and and it's important. Like like I said earlier, I need this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I need it. My family needs it. Like it's part of like it's part of our DNA. It's part of who we are. You know, and uh, absolutely, that's a you know it's it's a big thing. You know, so. Well, thank you for doing it and for doing it for all these years and finding ways to continue to do it in the future because we all, like I said, we all benefit from it and it's been a huge part of this community will continue to be a huge part of this community. And uh, yeah, I just, uh, thank you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Thank you. <laughs> and and any, anyone that's listening right now too, if you want to uh, support, you know, obviously there's a lot of different ways to do that, but, but one big one is, uh, CaliforniaRootsBrand.com. You guys have some amazing designs, some amazing clothes. Pretty sure there's a holiday sale going on right now. Yep. Who wouldn't want to walk around with some fresh uh, gear for the holiday season, man? So just want to give you a quick plug there. But it looks like you guys are putting a lot into that. I saw a lot of different styles. It's not your average merch page. It's uh, um, something a little bit more. So. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the, the, the goal is that when we get through this, that we have this entirely self-sufficient business that's running. It's like, it's on its own two feet. And now all of a sudden, like we have the festival back and, you know, the festival in our life, our live space back, back booming. And we have this whole brand that's booming now. And it's like, you know, I mean, that's, that, again, that's, it's taking this, 
this time that we've been given, you know, this pause in, in the, in the world that we're in and, uh, you know, refocusing on, on other things. And, and, uh, when we get through it, you know, like you said, hopefully the ideas that we have is business that's, uh, that's definitely crushing, you know? So. Well, Dan, I, I just want to say thank you again so much for joining us today. This has been an incredible conversation. It's been awesome to just learn a little bit more about you and understand somebody that's behind the scenes making everything uh, work and just hearing your unique perspective on this very unique time that we're all going through, especially something so relevant and something, you know, an industry that's being so affected. So it's great to hear your positivity, your outlook, and just, you know, check in with you. And, and uh, a last thing, man, from, from at least for me, I, I need you to promise Brett and I, as well as all the listeners, something you got to promise, all right, that there will be a California roots in the future. One day this is going to open up and we'll Absolutely. all get out there in California and just let the music take over. Just promise us, Dan. We need yeah, no, there, that, that, that is, that is a promise you can take to the bank. Yes. And that's, that's okay. uh, I, I am, I am more than confident and and that we'll all be back together again. Um, and I've already, I, I, I have dreams about kind of like uh, when, when that happens, you know, and like, me coming out on stage and like just like I mean like I, I it's it's things that makes me cry and you know it's like bringing like having that first band hit the bowl on Thursday and uh, and just like coming out before that just like the energy that everybody's having and like friends that haven't seen each other for years and I mean there's I mean that's I mean it's like it's it's trippy to say but like I mean some of us like we won't see each other for you know a year I mean it's almost a year in March right that you know. You know, some of these people that we we see once a year at the festival, we won't see them until the next festival. And, you know, and, and uh, it's something I, I, I often daydream about, like kind of like when Cali Roots opens up again and, and people come through that gate and they come into the bowl and that first band hits the stage. And it's just like it's like this homecoming, this reunion. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's so powerful. And like people are just like you know, static, which I also think a lot of people like that. It's something for people to look forward to, you know, and, um, you know, and, uh, it's, uh, yeah, just thinking about it, man. I, I, I so yeah, I promise that man, definitely. You guys can count, you guys can count right. on that. So I'll be there. I promise you I that know. whenever it happens, I will be there. I, I cannot look forward wait. to it. I look forward to, I look forward to having a couple beers with you guys and, and, uh, and, oh. uh, and, uh, yeah, just, uh, thinking damn we survived <laughs> right <laughs> i like it man it's on yeah. record well i'll tell you what um dan again thank you brett did you have anything else before we wrap up here no no i just i've, I've said my thank you i've said my piece but uh yeah i just again I, I appreciate all that you do for this industry and this community as a whole and and there's so many bands that were on the tip of my tongue to throw out there during that session where we're talking about who's up and coming but it's it's great that like, it's you give people some aspiration to do more to be more to get more to get to that next level and uh you know being able to create an idea see it come to reality is awesome and again i just look forward to 20 whatever it might be whatever one, two, it might be yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know we'll, we'll, we'll be there and i look forward to it and and just thank you yeah thank you guys awesome all right ladies and gentlemen peace
right, everybody, welcome back. That was a good conversation with Dan Sheehan. And like you said, JB, he's one of the cultural tastemakers, so to speak. I mean, putting together some of the biggest, most influential festivals, artists, clothing brands, events, um, and definitely one of the most impacted by this terrible pandemic. So I appreciate uh, Dan taking the time to talk with us and really exploring what it's like to be in such a unique position right now. So, uh, you know, I I think we always got to try to find the silver lining and I'm going to keep trying to find the silver lining because all we're getting to do right now is plan and scheme for the future for when it is once again time to have a good time to be at Cali Roots. It's going to be explosive, dude. I cannot wait. Like when the cat's out of the bag, when everyone's allowed to just have a good time, what is that going to be like? What do you think that's going to be like? Like you think people are just going to go crazy or just appreciate the actual time? Maybe both. I think there's going to be a lot of pent up energy released. Yeah. And, you know, some relationships might end. Some relationships might start. Um, some permanent records might be affected. Some people might end up detained. Some people might end up set free. I mean, I think a lot's going to happen. But we do have Dan promising that Cali Roots will happen in the near future, and I'm excited about that. So, Me too. Good all around. And it was nice to be able to do something without Evan fucking breathing down our neck, you know? Like, bro, I thought it was just a cool experience that we got to share, so... Well, that's why you love me like you do, JB. <laughs> dude, no one does transitions better than you. Evan, fire that song out, dude. Up next, we've got the song Love Me Like You Do from Bobby Hustle and Loud City. A million times or more And I don't ever want to have to close that door I'm no good at telling lies My eyes reveal the truth whoa, whoa, whoa. No one loved me like you do You know how I hate goodbyes Yeah, I got the scars to prove it all No one loved Love me Bobby like a loud city. Uh-huh. Oh, go ahead, dude. I didn't mean to step on your toes, player. That mm-hmm. was love me like you Talk do to him. from Bobby Hustle and Loud City. Bobby Hustle, veteran of this podcast, been on here before multiple times. We love putting on any Bobby Hustle song. Uh, brings on a great voice every time. Bobby Hustle puts out a song, it's a banger. We can certify that. Loud City. I was unfamiliar with. When I hear Loud City, the first thing that came to my mind was a nickname for Oklahoma City Thunder fans. Um, 
but actually it's a music group out there that sounds really great and I, I did a little bit more of a dive on them before we pulled up this podcast and they've done a ton of great features they've got a great sound when it comes to putting the instrumentals together those guys do some great stuff and this song in particular is another one this week which is phenomenal production um every instrument on this track is just perfectly balanced on there everything sounds great what did you guys think well when i think of loud city man i think of smoking on that loud that loud pack boom um no dude no you're right bobby hustle uh he's put out a lot of music this year okay he's he's put out tracks with gary dread josh heinrichs skill and ja ian young a bunch of people and this track is a is a fantastic vibe it's a big track well produced smooth sound and it's a song that pays homage to the feeling of love and Damn it, there's nothing wrong with that. We need more of that. And sneaky feature on this track, Kyle Ahern plays lead guitar on this, and you can hear him later in the song shredding, absolutely shredding. And uh, it just fits so perfectly with everything else. So I I don't know. In Loud City uh, production, I thought that they produced this track beautifully. They've worked with some big artists. Um, Randy Valentine is one that comes to mind. So shout out to Loud City. Kyle Ahern, and, you know, last but not least, OG Bobby Hustle, because he's crushing the game right now. It's a super talented musician. Love what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I love the, uh, you know, we talk about, like, attention to detail and the little, like, baby alien voice that was happening throughout the song, like, whatever it was. Like, the thing. Dug it. I really liked it a lot, and I wanted to share that with you guys. Dude, I love Baby Alien voice. That makes me think of like, Groku. What? What? Logan, what Logan. I don't know. Again, Baby you know, Yoda. I think of these weird things, and yeah, I was like thinking of this little alien jammer just happening to like be back in Bobby Hustle and Loud City. What's your What's your top What's your top three all time Baby Aliens? Oh man, I've never thought about that before. But being that you've asked me now, I'm going to say. Um, Remember that show, The Dinosaurs? Yeah, dude. It was like, baby knock the baby. I was that, that guy, he was cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. All right. You know, I give props for their due. Uh, what was it? Timmy, who is a little brother in South Park that's always getting kicked and shit. You know? Like, okay. like the poor little baby, okay. and then he gets kicked out of the family, and then he goes looking for him. He's the whole cause of the movie. Mm. Maybe Alf, E.T. And then, like, uh, Yoda. Baby Yoda. Baby I mean, Yoda. you can't not yeah. like Baby Yoda. Well, yeah, you'd have to be a sick person not to. I'll tell you that. Mm. Well, there you have it, man. Um, dinosaurs and aliens. Sorry, I didn't really. I didn't. I didn't really add much to that song. I just. I like the little things, and the little things, like a little alien voice, was cool. Props. Little details. No, I like it, man. I would love I like to it. make a track like that. Okay. I was thinking, like, how do you make that? Like, who makes the baby alien noise? Like, is that something you download in Fruity Loops? Is there, like, a baby <laughs> alien noise? Like, like, how did they pack? get there to be like, that's the sound I'm looking for? And it's super dope. I'm not knocking it whatsoever. I really like it. I just don't know how you you find that. Well, man, we might have to get Bobby Hustle on this podcast and ask him. <laughs> we'll see. All right. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, man, speaking of details... 
the devil's in the details. We're a very detail-oriented podcast. I think Evan probably has an idea of what we're going to play next. Evan, what do you think? I've got an idea. Up next, we're going to play the song. Sorry, I lost myself actually for a second there. I did not have an idea. It is so damn confident when you came back, too. You're like, yeah, I got this. B. B, texting my former employer. Change from Signal Fire. You want to see the change? Be the change. Fire be the change, man. This song is just so smooth mm. and so soothing. It's so mellow. It just relaxes my brain. It Whoa. creates such a, a unique sound, a sound that just puts me in a good mood. I mean, the Isley Brothers would love this track. Okay, it's a reminder to the people. We need to live the change that we're talking about. We got to live the change that we want to see in the world or else. A little bit of a eerie reminder that if we don't do it, it won't happen. Okay? And we can literally change the way the history is written long after we're gone by the things that we do now. Now, I love the lyrics, man. Thankful for this life. I know it's a blessing. I rise up and pray and look into the sky and watch my trouble fade away. I mean, at any point in the day, of any given day of your life, that line right there, oh, man, it's just so powerful. It just That's all you need. And um, yeah, man, this song, I, I thought, I think Signifier, they're just, their sound is, is developing every track that I hear from them. It's my new favorite track. And it's a sign of a band that's doing something that's up to something special, that's growing, that's building, that's got a real bright future. So big shout out to Signifier. And um, it's got me thinking, man, what, what's the change that you guys want to see in the world today? Man, so many changes. Um, I, 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 I'm going to be cliche with what I'm going to say, but I, I wish that uh, people would just genuinely be respectful of each other. There's been way too much of this, like 
assumptions that people don't agree there's been so much extremes like somebody is either extreme left or extreme right or believes all this or none of like there's no in between and it's like unless you're you know on the same cause as somebody else it seems like there's a lot of separation so the change i want to see is acceptance and people truly just be happy and and acknowledge that they're actually blessed to be living this life right now so the moment that you're complaining about is something that you're not even you're so fucking lucky to be having so we all gotta appreciate it so that that'd be that for me i think i'd like to um go ahead evan look you asked both of us okay yes you did i was just gonna keep it general and say hey man listen it's you Evan, it's your world. I'm just living in it, baby. You're the star of this movie. Go ahead. <laughs> this remote thing is throwing off our back and forth. I don't know. Maybe we've got a little delay or something, but I feel like I feel like we keep missing each other's mark, JB. Uh, anyways, I, I just like to see some <laughs> some love and equality in the world. Um, you know, kind of like what Brett was saying. There's a lot of people that and don't don't feel great and maybe don't treat each other great and i think you know it is a part of people's accepting other people's perspective to accept some negativity from other people in the world but man if if there was just more love and more equality and people just truly being out there to help each other out and lift each other up the world would be a much better place that's that's it short and sweet nice dude i like it both amazing answers respect i personally i feel like there should be some regulations around um fines related to uh toll booth fees um <clears throat> i just think it's insane that you know 30 days you don't pay your, your toll uh if you maybe you don't have any change on you and you go through the easy pass I and mean, if you're not from the northeast maybe you don't know what that means but i think it's asinine that you know the 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 state of massachusetts gets to Give you a hundred dollar fine on a two dollar toll. It just doesn't make any sense. Anyways, um, what's next, dude? Up next, we've got the song "Anytime and Anywhere" from Less Than Jake. my good god fellas this is like we've talked about bands we love and sometimes you don't want to meet your heroes 
But Les and Jake, they cannot do any wrong. Like, this song blows me away. I'm just going to say it. I am taken back by this track because... I don't even know. Like, I don't think you expect bands to peak out at some certain point in time. But I just... I don't always think like the next best thing is happening. I'm just glad to enjoy the music when I hear it, when I see them. If there's a Lesson Jake show, going to Lesson Jake show is great. Like some of their albums, they've been good, but like this track <clears throat> to me takes a quintessential Lesson Jake. Everything that they've built up to, I feel like, is just captured in this track. And and I'm sure some people are thinking, "Wow, you are blowing this thing way out of the water," but I don't think so. It's got the recipe, it's got the music, it's got the cadence, it's got the lyrics that make Lesson Jake so fucking true to my heart. Like, my only status quo is slipping when I'm climbing. I've got a useless sense of timing, so I apologize for jumping to conclusions. I just don't know what I should do, because I can't give up on what we've got. Should we swing for the fences or not? Come on. Like, it's not the love, jaw, happy, go with sunshine. It's less than Jake. It's not perfect. But it's, it's fucking beautiful poetry in my mind. And the music, the lyrics, the message, the energy, the vibe, that is what fucking music is made of. Thank you to all the members of Lesson Jake. And thank you for you guys to listen to me stand on that soapbox and tell you how much I love fucking Lesson Jake. Anytime, anywhere, I would do that. I would say it. Beautiful fucking song. Um, yeah, again, may not be a popular opinion, but I, I think this is a good one that will be on repeat for a very long time in this head right here. Dude, that's awesome, man. I love your uh, your, your passion and um, enthusiasm for Lesson Jake, man. I thought that that track was fire and actually man this might be something that's news to you brett but uh they're dropping a new album december 11th and the title of it you're gonna love because it's a phrase that you use a lot silver linings i I did know that and uh being the dweeb i am i've already pre-ordered it yes i have i've got the uh, rasta edition vinyl waiting for me with the red gold and green splat and i'm very excited I should have known better. But no, Silver Lining, it, it, it's a good lesson, Jake type of thing. I mean, so we, we're, we're kind of going off course for a second, but this is going to be the last time I'm really going to talk too much on this episode. So let, let, let's talk about this. But situations that are less than ideal, okay? We talk about the vibes. We talk about ways that we can get through them, that we deal with them. And, you know, not to steal thunder from the later section of positive thoughts of the day, but, you know, that's what lesson Jake is. It's not perfect. Um, how do you continue to deal with the challenges or less like do you guys find more silver lining or more challenge in the day to day I think I think the silver lining is in the challenge sometimes I think that the things in life that challenge you when you go through them man those are the things that make you grow those are the things that make you push out of your comfort zone and, and prove to yourself what you're actually made of. And I think that in moments you have to appreciate the things that you have and in moments you need to be honest with yourself about the things that you want and what you need to do to get there. And 
you know, there's always a silver, there's a silver lining in everything, but there's also a challenge in everything and there's an opportunity in every challenge. So I don't know. I think that was a hell of a fucking answer. Thank you, sir. Yeah, man, absolutely. I got a few of them, man. And I don't think that that's going to be the last time we talk on this episode a lot, because I think we got a couple tracks coming up, man, that you're really going to like, but I know that that was one of your favorite songs of the week. I'm just saying I overstayed my welcome with that one. I had a lot to say about it. I didn't really, you know, fucking love it. Did you guys know that? Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. I like that. That's why we do this thing right here, man. Yeah. Um, speaking of music that we love. Up next, we've Yvonne. got the song Alone from Oogie Lee and Wave Rider. Probably traveled through your town, I've been around. I've probably given you a pound if you were down. I was a lost cause, now I'm found. How profound. My life's been kinda iffy, been living like a gypsy. They said it would be risky, no retirement at 50. I kept it pushing higher, the higher it would get me. Now I'm listening to train on a train to Mississippi. Where did I go? What happened to the kid who's always happy to live? Two fucks he could never give, but what other people did? He just lived in the moment, exploded and chose to own it from growing it from a seed. For those who disbelieve the levels he could achieve, my vision they couldn't see, comprehend or conceive. Let me grieve. For that part of myself that's gone, I live on through these songs. They say you don't gotta go home, but you can't stay here. Where will I go? Who will I see? Is this never-ending battle a part of my I don't mean to be so dark, just let it bleed out my heart, but that's just how it is in this biz when you're swimming through all the sharks. Ooh, hot damn, dude. Oogie uh veteran of this podcast. He was on an episode this season, and this is a track off the album Fire is Fire, and I think that this track is a good preview to the vibes on this project. Oogie spits bars on this track his flow is well put together it's buttoned up man it's got a suit on a bow tie man just looking fresh and sharp he's a true lyricist all right i constantly contemplate my consciousness while i'm awake his hooks are always fire i love the hooks on his track love the female vocals on this one I like the line you don't have to go home but you can't stay here it's kind of a a throwback to his days as a uh bartender and somebody that could flip glasses and do all that kind of like, what was that movie with Tom Cruise where he does all the, the like tricks as a bartender. He's like a mixologist, just like does oh, the flips glasses cocktail. behind his back, catches them. Cocktail. Yes. Okay. So that's what I imagine. Uh, you know, and if you listen to the interview that we had with um, Jesse Lee, you'll, you'll hear all about that. So all in all, this whole project fire it's a hip-hop project don't get it twisted but if you like conscious rap music this is something that you will enjoy take my word for it download it oogie lee and, and dot wave rider crush it they knocked out the park so i've said my piece anything to add boys i'm just gonna say i like it i mean the more i've listened I like to it, it i listened to the album a bit like over the last couple of days and yeah man like, I, I just, I really like it. I like the approach. I like the style. I like the rap. I like the message. 
it's approachable without having to know it all. It just it's comfortable and easy to listen to, but intriguing. Mm. It's the kind of shit you want to hear, man. And I mean, Jesse Lee just brings it, and and I was so excited. Like again, a lot of the things we get to learn on this podcast, I didn't know a lot about Ogie Wawa at the time. I didn't know a lot about Jesse Lee. So we talked about this project coming up, and then just hearing it now and getting to hear the expanse of what's on this album. So. Yeah, don't just check this track out. Check it all out because there's a lot of good stuff on there. Be my takeaway. Have you think? Have you think we can get you a freestyle? No. I I won't do that to the people. No one wants that. Oh God, dude! You can try every what episode, but I will take the air out of the bag every time. Why would you take air out of the bag? Because it smells so good. <laughs> the air? Depends what's in the bag, I guess. Oh. Dude, stop trying to take air out of my bags, Evan. Put it <laughs> fucking song, dude. I got all these bags of air, and you're trying to, like, deflate them. Not Definitely cool meant bro. to say air out of the room or, or, or something, but I, I came up with a new phrase, all right? That's fine. Listen. This podcast is about putting air in people's tires. We're here to pump people up, all right? We're not here to deflate tires, all right? We're pumping people's tires, okay? We're gassing them up, Evan. That's what we do, man. We're positive. All right. Just freestyle for us once. Next track. Uh, Up next, we've got the song, Light Up Them Trees. It's Christmas from The Expendables. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Light up them trees, it's Christmas. There's a special feeling in the air. Light up them trees, it's Christmas. And pass that good feeling With Rudolph's cherry nose To guide him through those northern lines He headed down the coast A reindeer all ablaze Past the Mendo sky Through the purple haze Light up them trees, it's Christmas There's a special feeling in the air It's time to light up them trees. It's Christmas. The Expendables putting you in that holiday spirit. And you know, man, <laughs> I I love this song. I'm just going to say it. it. It brings a little bit of that Christmas flavor. And I'm sitting there thinking, I was like, is this a song I can listen to with my kids? Do I want them running around the house saying, light up the trees, it's Christmas? I might not be opposed. We need some new songs in the holidays, and I'm glad the Expendables are uh, bringing us something to put a smile on our face and uh, to light up our bowls this holiday season, my friends. I feel like you could get by with playing this song around your children because it's got that kind of like fun holiday vibe to it, but you know, you really have to listen to the lyrics to understand what they're talking about. It's kind of interesting. Like the cartoons that, um, in the old days? 
It, you know, exactly. like, like exactly. the adult knew what was going on. The kid has no idea. <laughs> well, I, I was trying to figure out if this was the first Christmas themed weed song or the first weed themed Christmas song. Oh, no, there's a but, lot out there. Um, trying to remember, I did a whole special on my radio show. Like we stacked it back to back, but it's all really old school. Like it's not new. There's not a lot of new Christmas reggae well, dubs for lighting up them trees so i i tell you i love that the expendables are putting out new music i know they did some live stuff they dropped a, a live project you know typically we don't play like live or remixes or or cover songs on this podcast but this was something original i love the expendables you know i've listened to them for almost 20 years man like for a long time dude i have like the expendables and um, I got like a Feliz Navidad vibe to this song, man. I'm just so happy it's Christmas, you know, and the lyrics, Santa has his bag. He's loading up his pipe. It's like, come on now, man. I, I like that. Uh, you know, I like, I, I, let's see what you're doing. I like it. And um, I love these medals, man. Actually, I listened to Andy Frasco's World Saving Podcast, which featured Jeff from the Expendables. It's a great podcast, by the way. Actually, Trevor Hall's been on there. Brandon Hardesty's been on there. It's an interesting one. Andy Frasco is a musician himself. It's just good. Um, anyway, so the experiment was invested in a home studio during quarantine. So um, little teaser, they're going to be coming out with a lot of new music, hopefully. So this is a uh, teaser of things to come. And I'm excited for what's going to come because I love the Expendables. And this song got me in the Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. Your boy's going to be buying a Christmas tree this this Friday, you know? Oh, yeah. My woman is very excited about that. She just balls out on Amazon right now, just buying Christmas decorations. I'm just like, it's coming. Light up them trees. It's Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Evan, you look like a big Christmas guy, dude. I do like Christmas. Talk about that. Let's dig into that. Um... What was your what's your first Christmas memory that you can remember as a kid? You know, I don't have like really young Christmas memories for whatever reason, other than like, uh, like just at my grandma's house, like someone dressed up as Santa Claus. There was one Christmas when I was a little kid that no one came to my mom's house because there was a snowstorm and no one wanted to drive in it, and I was sad. There was another time that I was actually the same Christmas as that one. I burned oh. my thumb on like a little cap gun. You know, <clears throat> um, those are like those are my first Christmas memories. Yeah. Uh, did you ever get coal as a child? I asked my sister for coal when I was in third grade, and she didn't get me any coal, and I cried. Well, all of these Christmas memories are adding up when I think about <laughs> the, like the collective sum of you as a as a person. <laughs> <laughs> on brand. It's definitely on brand. Um that's awesome. So cool man. What's uh what's next? Up next we've got the song Rockas from Rick Hayes, Gary Dredd, and the movement.
Yeah, dude. Rockers. Rick Hayes. Gary Dredd. The Movement. Rockers. What a track. This is becoming a signature sound for Rick Hayes and Gary Dredd. I know they've been collaborating a lot. This song is just a big flex. It's basically saying, we're rock stars, baby. Boss up like I'm Rick Ross. Rick Hayes actually, man, he got a little political, man. He started uh, kind of, you know, spinning some bars about what's going on in, in modern America and his thoughts and feelings and perception of things. And I respect that. I like it. Um, let me tell you guys a little something else about this track. So let me just run down some musicians that have been involved in the making of this particular gem of a song. Josh Swain from the movement. Celos on drums. You might know him from Sublime with Rome. In the vision on bass. Gary Dredd on vocals. Gonzo keys. And Jay Flay on guitar. I mean, that's a loaded, that's a loaded track. Yeah. In the vision, Gary Dredd, Gonzo, Celos of Sublime with Rome, Josh Swain from the movement, and Rick Hayes. A one track, dude. Rockers. Wow. Rockers, exactly. And I love, dude, honestly, man, I love uh, when Gary Dredd gets in there and he starts spitting bars, dude. He says, I've been to hell and back. Shit was the breeze. <laughs> I'm just like, you went to hell and back. Shit was the breeze. Dude, I love it, man. I love that uh, that energy, man. I thought Gary Dredd killed his track. So, um I've been to hell and back. Shit was a breeze. Love it. What'd you guys think? Big smoke, big smoke, big smoke, <laughs> yes. big smoke. I think ever since I heard that, I love the combination of Rick Hayes and Gary Dredd. Um, but yes. I thought that this follow-up was, you know, sometimes it's not a sophomore release, so I don't want to say that, but it's the second one I heard with that combination. And then they throw in Josh Swain from the movement. And it's like, all right, well, cool. That just made it even better, you know? I know that Gary Dredd's obviously very involved in the movement, but uh, just adding that extra element just took that song to a whole nother level. And like you're saying, that line, I didn't know, I had no idea that there's so many people on that track uh, contributing. So, yeah, man, it's a, it's a good one. Keep it in the rotation. Get your party started. Feel good and know that you got a whole track full of rockers just putting some shit together, like, here to entertain you all. Bring this all to life. It's good. I, I like it. Entertain and inform. I apologize. Entertain sounds a little lofty. Inform. Okay. Have anything to add? I got nothing to add. Y'all said everything that needs to be said about this song. So if you like it, go listen to it. Okay. Okay. Why don't you just add something else unrelated to the song? Like, uh, how was your day? Uh, my day was okay. I played some some Zelda for for the people. <laughs> Who's out your there. favorite basketball player of all time? Favorite basketball player of all time? Uh, that would have to be. Uh, I I might go ahead and just say Michael Jordan. All right. Next question. What's the What's the next song? Next song is called. Want to know from Eureka Sound. Eureka. I thought you were going to say something more interesting than Michael Jordan. Obviously, he's the best of all time. I thought you were going to say, like, I don't know, 
Dan Marley or somebody. sound has got such a good sound i love the the harmonies that these guys bring to the table and they just have it's just a very full combination that they they put together and they've come out with some great songs in the past and this is no exception want to know is a great jam uh recently they were out there backing josh heinrichs uh it's kind of cool to see them out on the road um what was that? Show? Oh, it was with the movement and and dubious, so it wasn't too long ago. Uh, feels like forever ago, but you know these guys are always doing some good things, staying busy, and I really, really dig Eureka Sound. If you all have not had a chance to listen to them, check them out because they really do. I, I love the harmony, and not to plug Vibes Alive, but if you want to hear it really stripped down, go check out our YouTube page, and there's a few songs on there with uh, just Eureka Sound chilling at last exit live in arizona playing stripped down songs for you so uh if you want to hear the talent <clears throat> excuse me the talent in its rawest form go check it yeah man um eureka sound they're they're still a, a band that i'm just now getting into and it's interesting that you brought up that they've worked with Josh Heinrichs. I also saw that they um, played some shows with Idol Vibes, and I think it's fitting because you know obviously Josh Heinrichs and Drake Kennedy are um, you know artists that collaborate a lot, but Idol Vibes and and that sound, that real reggae 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 sound, um, is what Eureka Sound brings to the table. And it actually got me thinking about the word Eureka. What does it mean? And I found out there's actually it's the state motto of California. And it's basically like a like a, a just a way to proclaim like I found it like he, like I found it. it's like an expression to be like yeah I found it I think like back when they used to uh, mine for gold that was like an expression they'd be like Eureka meaning like you found gold yeah so I love the name of this band Eureka Sound that's just that's dope and Brett I thought you hit the nail on the head um, Fire Track very uh, well done well produced love it got me excited about that Eureka Sound music so um, yeah man. Yeah. Eureka. Ev, what's bringing up the rear? What is the last track of Reggae 360's top 10 songs of the week, even though we did more than 10? But you know what? We did two weeks in one, so you're welcome. Up next, we've got the song Take Over Me from Drifting Roots.
take over me i love this track man i love the lyrics in this track found love in places i didn't expect hold on for the ride let that feeling take over that feeling in music man is love is healing it reminds me of being at a concert being a live venue and just vibing being you know stuck in that moment where you're just watching this band perform creating this beautiful sound and it's just your body's moving and you're completely absorbed in this wonderful feeling of rhythm and love and energy and peace and positivity and that's what these lyrics are all about man and drifting roots um that's another up-and-coming band i like those guys a lot i know that uh <clears throat> you know they've done some work with dad's elixir shouts out dad's elixir i know that uh, that's a brand that's on this scene that's helping the scene grow that's working with some of the best of the best out there and, and drifting roots is uh is no different. I, I really, I dig the vibes that they're putting out there. I think that, uh, you know, they're representing, um, that Cali reggae vibe to the fullest as a two piece band. And these lyrics are energy, man. These lyrics are, it's just positivity. It's got that kind of dub sound mixed in and yeah, I love it, man. I love the, the bass, the keys, the synthesizer, just everything kind of coming together. And, um, yeah, so Drifting Roots, keep an eye out. Follow them on social media and show them some love. That's my take. What you guys think? Gravitated toward the line that uh, happiness is uh, life's greatest gift. And I think there's a lot to that. And there's a lot to, you know, we, we've talked to people over the past couple of weeks, and I think I'm, I'm thinking specifically of Indubious where they were talking about the whole free-falling element and uh, <clears throat> being able to just follow your heart and live your life and be happy is something that is um, it, it is a gift. I mean, it's like that's amazing. When you can live your life happy, whatever your situation is, it just seems to be that much better and, and that much more appreciated and rec well-received. And, and when you bring that to yourself, you bring that to other people. And that's what this song it kind of felt like um, I really enjoyed it at this and not, not to take away from it, but I felt like it was like this um, autobiographical, not confession, just description. I don't know, just description, you know, like it just felt like his very personal experience about music and how it is for him. And he's kind of just telling us about it, but I felt like I was, I was hearing about his experience I didn't feel like I was feeling the experience, which is not a bad thing. It's kind of cool to just feel like somebody else is walking us through their story. You don't always have to be a part of it, you know? Does that make sense? It does. Sure. It makes sense in, right. in a very real way, man. I, I, uh, I'm i right there with you, man. I like it. I dig it like a shovel, baby. Let's... um. Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up, man. We 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 play some fucking amazing music. We had some really profound commentary. We talked about Evan's Christmas memories. We talked about your top three baby aliens. Uh, we talked about dinosaurs. Uh, 
Talk about a lot of things on this episode, man. I think we should wrap this up with a positive thought of the week and let these people get on the way. Who wants to go first? Not me. Evan, it's you or me. JB, I'm voting you this week. I need a little positivity. Pump me up. All right, man. So so I'll uh, I'll give you some positivity. It's kind of a revelation I had the other day, man. <clears throat> so so lately, um, you know, over the course of the past week, I felt myself very stressed out, very tense, very on edge. I was like, you know, reacting negatively, like kind of reacting quick to people, angry, you know, being frustrated. And, and I think that stemmed from some situations in my personal life where I had, you know, interpersonal conflict with people or somebody did something that bothered me. Maybe I didn't say something to them or, or maybe I did. Maybe I had a back and forth and it was like, you know, um, or things happened and I was holding on to this resentment. And I realized that it was fucking weighing me down, man. I woke up in the morning and I was like, fuck, dude, like all this shit is that I'm thinking about and, and all of these negative vibes I'm holding on to, I got to fucking release them. And I realized the only way to do that was to forgive everybody literally that has done me wrong or has not lived up to my expectation or has done something that I wouldn't have done or said something that I wouldn't have said or, you know, just anybody that has fucking gotten over on me or screwed me or done me wrong. I'll say it right now on this podcast on record. I forgive you. I love you. I have no ill will towards you. You are 100% forgiven in my eyes, absolved of any kind of, you know, negative feelings on my end because damn it, I want to feel good and I got to let go of that shit. So literally, you know, I started reaching out to people that I hadn't, that I wasn't talking to because I was mad at them. You know, I started like just getting myself back into the mindset of just talking positively in a constructive way to people that maybe typically can be difficult to deal with because of, you know, certain things that happened in the past or whatever, you know, but Moral of the story is embrace forgiveness. Let things go. If there's somebody that's done you wrong, let them go. Forgive them. You don't have to welcome them back into your life. You don't have to fall victim to the same thing again. Hell, you don't ever have to talk to them again. But forgive them because you will feel better and you'll release them. And you'll just keep all that positive energy moving in your life. And then you're going to spread it. And it's just going to be a big snowball effect. And everyone's going to be fucking feeling iry. So, yeah, man, just forgive people. Yeah. Yeah. I think forgiving people is good. And I think also giving yourself a break is a good thing too. Um, acknowledge that we ourselves are not machines. And I, I definitely agree in the sense of having the last, just feeling a lot of extra stress, uh, past couple of weeks. And there's definitely like life situations that attribute to that. But I think that, um, I don't know. I, I don't I, I don't say it with any false sincerity, but I keep looking at all these challenges lately and I keep saying, you know, well, it's not going to be that bad or, or we'll find a way around it like this or we can do it this way. And, it, and it's like always trying to reposition it to make it not suck. <laughs> and I think that we have to give ourselves a break because sometimes if we overload ourselves with the the negative of the daily load which is really easy to do and then we get caught up in it we just get frustrated by it and if we give ourselves a little bit more credit to just take a step back or take a few minutes to relax or 
or take things one bit at a time or just conquer it all because you know you can whatever it is just being able to have a little time to level set and check with yourself about a realistic expectation for output is totally fair because i think that uh so much effort to be everything to everybody and that adds up to what you were saying gb of this tension that can boil over and end up being you know just not your intention uh but when you're when your cup is full it runs over and sometimes it's not always with the positive things so i would say this week um i need to give myself some grace and i would encourage that you do that you know, for yourself, because I'm pretty damn sure you deserve it and we should take it because, um, the better we are for ourselves, the better we can be for others. And so easy to say that to you, but I'm going to keep trying to live that and be that for myself and and the ones close to me. Hell yeah. Well said. Evan Yarmo, take us home, baby. Round it off. I'm just going to keep it short and sweet and say I love you people who listen. Uh, I think I think you're doing fantastic. You look great. You, you sound great. Uh, hopefully you, you smell great. Um, every, every sense in the body. I hope you're doing fantastic right now. That's, that's all I got. That's it. Wow. Hey man, that's short, sweet, to the point, succinct, tight. I like it. Razor sharp, as always. Evan Yarma, everybody. Okay. You know the fucking vibes. You know the fucking vibes, dude. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace. That was in sync, JB. Yeah, dude. I like it. So you can line up the file, Evan. Just look for the peace. <laughs>